5: feeling about this.
1: Welcome to episode 373 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Paul Burkhart. Our buddy Will, Mr. Will Witten, isn't here this week. He is adjusting to having uh, a new member of the family. Will, his lovely wife, the new baby, they're all doing well. He sends his regards, so he's sorry he can't make it. I mean, look, am I gonna be like, oh man, you you guys just had a major change in your life and you can't come talk about Star Wars on the internet? No, of course not. So, I got a guest. Um, our guest this week you can hear him every week on the Sith list Uh, you can also hear him on our Patreon talking about Star Wars video games with me it's our buddy Tom Chansky the king of all Toms hi Hawes. thanks for having me hey buddy so buddy yeah uh we got a really good episode of Andor to talk about I think yep Uh, so far there hasn't been one where I've come in and thought oh that was just an okay uh episode of Andor though I guess Um, They've all been really good. Um, And uh, a couple other small things, you know, Mm -hmm. mainly andor stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So listen. Uh, Listen, guys. Uh, Blueharvest.rocks or (laughs) myweirdfoot.com for all your Blue Harvest social media needs Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all that. Doing a lot of streaming over on Twitch. You should come hang out. Uh, You can also find our Patreon. But more importantly, if you've already checked out our patreon you should go over to the sith list and check out their patreon uh you can get extra king tom over there so i think that's a good thing i think that's a hell of a oh. deal thanks buddy yeah ma'am yeah so buddy how i mean i know we've been talking about it and i've been listening to the sith list and and all that good stuff but how are you finding um and or how are you liking it i'm i'm loving it uh it's it's one of the
2: things that I wanted them to do. I wanted them to explore the beginnings of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw it. We we know, you know, from Revenge of the Sith, we know people were thinking things mm-hmm. and people were, were wanting things done, uh, and just to see how they're showing it, that they're using something different. I feel bad, and I know this is something that everybody has talked about. You you want to proclaim how good Andor is and how great it is that they're doing something this way but you don't want to knock any of the other shows exactly yeah i'm not interested in do that um so it's it's just great and it's kind of funny because i realized this week that the thing i wanted going into the show i wanted jimmy smith's bail
1: organa i know man me too i was gonna bring him up he was coming but
2: but like watching it and seeing what they're giving us i'm like i don't want to say i don't need bail organa but i'm like eh, you know it's been great without him
1: Yeah, and look, I think he has to be part of season two. Yeah. At least a little bit, right? Because, I mean, they've already said, like, they're going to Yavin in the second season. I think we're going to see, like, you know, a lot of these separate little groups um, Mm -hmm. coming together to form that, you know, core rebellion on Yavin. And he's part of that. So, like, I think he has to be in it. I would love if he was the big surprise, like, post-credits scene. In the first oh, that... season, <laughs> Schmitz—that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's—it's it's not like I, I watch every episode and I'm like, damn, where's Jimmy Schmitz? Like, I'm completely happy. It would just be awesome to also see him, right? Uh, do his thing in this kind of setup because mm-hmm. he was awesome in Obi One. He, He—he was. He was. And it's—it's it's just one of those things that, like, you know,
2: George picked him for this one role, and he's been—he's been great in it. And you know they they used him a little bit in Rogue One. He, he's mm-hmm. happy to come back, and 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 Obi Wan. So yeah, it it would make sense. But like the characters that we're getting, um, Luthan.
1: Oh my even, god!
2: Yeah, he he is. Just, I could just go on and on about
1: him. Man, so. um, the old Uncle George sure left Star Wars fandom a few few presents that would uh, right. would. Uh, be you know under the tree for a little while and jimmy schmitz mm-hmm. um the lady who plays mon mothma and tamora morrison like oh def yeah like and obviously you know ewan mcgregor and, and uh hayden christensen but like we got a lot of those guys in the prequels you know right you like you know if, of course it was great to see him come back they were awesome all that stuff but those three man mon mothma jimmy schmitz and uh tamora morrison boy Disney should be real thankful for Uncle George, to Uncle George for that. I, I think so,
2: and at least um, Genevieve O'Reilly, uh, she's the one who plays Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm. Her and Tamora, the, I, I'm not sure about Jimmy Smith's, but the two of them have more screen time in New Star Wars than they did in the prequels. Oh. O'Reilly wasn't even in. in I any know any they
1: they cut her. Yeah. Um I you know, honestly, I bet you Jimmy Schmitz has more screen time in the Disney Star Wars than he does in the prequels. He's in a handful yeah. of scenes. Is he in episode two? Yeah, he's yeah, in episode
2: he's, two. He is. The deb- the debate is not over.
1: That's right. That's
2: yeah. right. I he's wearing that rebate. like really big turtleneck thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's so the republic uh culture right there. Um but yeah, man, it's it's very, very good. There's no doubt that it's very, very good. It is super compelling. The episodes seem like they speed by; they go by so they fast. D- they do. And you, you and Steel um, were talking in Haw's calls
2: about how you know, at least once an episode, you got you got to hit pause just to see how much is oh, left. How much
1: is left? Oh, what's coming? And yeah, it's man. always
2: like, oh, I thought it was a lot more.
1: Yeah, and then sometimes, like last week. You think it's over, and then they're like, oh, well, we got something real spicy here at the end with a dude with a red mustache. You Just you wait. Yeah. Lonnie. His name is Lonnie. His <laughs> name is Lonnie? Nice. Yeah,
2: his first name is Lonnie. I just think that's hilarious. And last week, One Way Out, and I keep on calling it No Way Out, but
1: One Way Out was one
2: of the best episodes of anything I've ever seen.
1: Dude, it was so, so good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh I... So what do you think they're building? What do you think they were building in that prison? I I was thinking like star destroyer parts. Mm,
4: okay,
2: um, because and th- there was like a moment when I was thinking, well, maybe they might say
1: these are going out to Exegol or something like that. Um, oh, sh- and yeah, that seems it, a little that too would spicy be a little for uh, old Tony Gilroy.
2: Yeah, I I think at this point they would have the Death Star mostly constructed because according to like Catalyst the novel it, the shell had been built for a while because the Genosians were doing it. Oh, okay. so the, it was the, the laser. Mm-hmm. I think if I, if I'm remembering correctly, I need to reread that book. Cause it's been a while since I've read it, but it, it was more the laser they were working on. So I
1: think whatever they're doing here is just kind of expand the Imperial power base. I gotcha. Yeah. See, you know, I didn't even consider that catalyst stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because catalyst had the job of trying to uh like combine the two stories of the death star right where like in rogue one it's you know all these guys working on it in Mm -hmm. that in that uh place where jen's dad dies or whatever and then in the in the prequels the geonosians have the plan and stuff so they had to try to like marry those two i totally forgot about all that right um so this episode Mm -hmm. uh definitely felt to me like the first part of a finale right like where it's setting up for this last big episode in a good way
2: yeah it wasn't like charlie pace's greatest hits but you could tell they were trying to put all of the pieces in place
1: i love a charlie pace's greatest hits reference dude (laughs) just for you that's why that's why you're the king of all times right there um (laughs) Yeah, like I felt like it was uh, getting all the pieces in place right, cleaning <laughs> cleaning a few things up here and there, and then just getting everybody in place for the finale. I have a feeling it basically all ends on Ferrex, right? Wouldn't you say?
2: I, I think so.
1: Yeah, I think it's all gonna like it's gonna be this interesting thing where the story all sort of started on Ferrex and the first season ends there too. I I did have another idea for where it might end. Uh oh, where's that crate?
2: Crate. Ooh. Because the, um, they put out a comic book, like a one shot. I think it was a it it was either a one shot or like a special issue of the, the Star Wars line about how, Han Luke and Leia ended up on crate. and Leia was like, this was a big rebellion base back in the day, and even Leia goes to it during the Leia Princess of Alderaan book. I remembered that.
1: Yeah. So. So it predates that okay, okay, I see what yeah. you're saying. So that base on crate predates episode four by a, a good bit, it seems, right? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Man, that would be cool. If we went back to crate, <laughs> oh man, yeah. that would be cool.
2: Yeah. Like um, that's what Luthen is paying
1: for. I uh yeah, man. I can't wait to see some more of Yavin next season. Oh um, yeah, that that's got be. me real excited. You mm-hmm. know what? I think this episode has one of the funniest moments in Star Wars in a while. In it, by the way, and it's in an incredibly tense scene, and it's when Luthen throws Two Tubes under the bus oh, and tries yes. to make Saw think that Two Tubes is like mm-hmm. his informant or whatever. Man, yeah. that shit was, was funny. It
2: was Two. It was Tubes.
1: Yeah. And
2: yeah, he's like, "Hey, man." <laughs> yes, that the the thing is so. Luthen. There are two things, if, if you don't mind me saying about Luthen this episode. Say whatever you First, want. That's why I you got know you here. Okay. Yeah. Last week we heard about how he was all about you know burning assets and mm-hmm. killing his friends basically to make sure the greater th- the greater good lives on, and that's exactly you know we saw that in action in his whole conversation with Saw mm-hmm. and. And the other thing is, and this is, you know, kind of, a, a, I don't know if he said it outright, but this is what he implied: is that his way of dealing with the empire is you push and push and push, and you kind of nudge them into taking action that overreaches mm-hmm. and exposes their weakness. Right. So, in in that scene when he's trying to escape from the Cantwell class cruiser, you know, he's like. Given his thrusters all the power it can, causing the Empire to overreact, switching all power Mm -hmm. to that main thing, and he takes advantage of that.
1: Dude, and what a cool space battle scene, man. Like, the Cantwell cruiser, obviously, like, that is some deep star wars nerd reference lore but man did it get a reaction out of me as soon as i saw that ship i was like oh my god and then do you remember i was trying to remember something was it around rogue one when they were talking about that design and how it might be in a movie like there was a toy of it at one point like a little uh hot wheel of i that? think i think that was the one they cut from solo oh oh I knew it, it was yeah
2: i think because it and in there i thought it was like a training vessel mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm.
1: so i was so. real excited to see it show up again I yeah couldn't re- i couldn't remember um where i remembered it being talked about being used in you know disney era star wars but yeah. I, I think you are right that it was Solo. um <laughs> yeah, and seeing his his ship get to use, like, all the countermeasures and stuff it has built into it. Really cool. <laughs> really yes. cool. Tie bomber. The, the, the tie bomber was nice. To, was that, like, the first
2: tie bomber we've seen in Disney Star Wars? I'm trying to think.
1: I don't know if they were in Rogue One. I don't feel like there was anything but regular tie fighters in Rogue and One. The, and the dagger ties or whatever they're called. Oh, yeah, those, like, yeah. dropship TIEs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, new t- the new version of the TIE fighter they did for that movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was interceptors or bombers. That might have been the first time. Yeah. Was there a... There might have been a TIE bomber in Rebels. Why oh, ma- I, yeah, maybe. Why I'm I thinking like more live, London, like there, there
2: live were, action. I'm thinking, yeah, live action. Um, do you think Luthan has to ditch the ship now?
1: Because he better not. He better not.
2: I, I don't want him to, but... You know, the Empire is going to be on the lookout for one of those things.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, uh, man, I hope he doesn't have to uh, uh, ditch that ship. I want I want a model or a vehicle or oh, something yeah. like that. I think it might be my favorite ship of the new Star Wars stuff, Post, you know, Forza Weekend's on. I think so. Yeah, man. Yeah. They really nailed the design and it's really cool. And the guy that uses it is really cool. They kind of nailed that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's got, like, you know, you could make a toy
1: out of it. Oh, yeah. Because it's
2: got the wings that move and everything. Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, <clears throat> um, that's always been something I kind of complain about with newer Star Wars is that, like, and I love X Wings and TIE Fighters, but it's been a lot of X Wings and TIE Fighters. Like, that was yeah. always something I looked forward to in the prequels, was all the new vehicle designs a lot of which you know didn't really do it for me but the, at least they were new you know right right um man they should put luth ship they should do a two-year anniversary three-year anniversary update for squadrons and put luth oh. and ship in that and i'm back in it man yeah I'm back in the game <laughs> <laughs> got to use that flight stick for something yep Yeah, i don't think i've i got mine for squadrons
2: <laughs> i haven't used it for anything else
1: man Maybe we should stream squadrons one night if you want to hang out on stream. That'd be yeah. fun. I'd be yeah, down to do be. that. I haven't I haven't played it in forever. Me but. neither. I'd have to get yep. in there and shake the dust off for sure. Yeah. Um so another thing that I thought was real fascinating is the Vel and Mon Mothma stuff. When Vel comes over and sees, you know, her niece doing the Chandrillin stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like Oh no! And she, she immediately does what we would all do and blame Perrin. Like, God. yeah, and yeah. She, I thought, and, and even Mon Mothma's like, no, he's surprisingly open minded about this.
2: The the thing like looking at Mon Mothma during that scene, you know, most people like even involved in like activism.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No, I'm not saying outright rebellion, but activism. You know, we mm-hmm. volunteer for political candidates because you want to make the world better for your children, right? Mon Mothma is doing this rebellion to make the world better for everyone else's children. She doesn't care about Lita.
1: I mean, I think she cares about her, but like, uh, man, she's having a rough one, man, moving all kinds of money around and shit.
2: And am I the only one
1: confused by the value of a credit in Star Wars? All the time. All the time. Because like it, it definitely doesn't equal out to dollars, right? The conversion right. rate is not the same, clearly, because right. there was, like, okay, so like, how much is it that they offer Han to take them a, to like Alderaan? Right, fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. Yeah. Right. And how much was uh Cassian awarded for doing the Aldani job? Was it 100,000? I think it was 80,000. 80, okay. 80,000? Or no, no, it was two it was 200,000
2: they made off with 80 million. 80 million credits.
1: Yeah. Do you know how many Han Solo trips that would buy you? A whole right. hell of a lot. Right.
2: And then what would the the coaxium in Solo was worth?
1: some number yeah they just throw yeah. it around they just throw yeah. around credit numbers and they're like i don't know man hey pablo how much should coaxium cost <laughs> i don't know man i'm getting yelled at on twitter uh, a yeah. hundred million i don't know just say it it's yeah. fake Yeah. um i want to know i'm glad much. i'm not alone <laughs> no no <laughs> it, every time they talk about credits i'm like just disregard this whole don't think about yeah. it too much it's just a lot right i want to know how much um Cyril took from his mom's. Purse. Oh yeah, because those looked like yeah. bigger credit chips, right? Like yep. they were, in, and they were in a special little holder. He didn't go and just grab a couple of twenties, you know. No, he's to like, buy a dime bag and a trip to Ferricks. <laughs> yeah, she sneaks into my secret box. I'll sneak into hers. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, poor B two. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I've been on the B two train since episode one, but I'm really Mm -hmm. glad to see this episode bringing even more people on board for him. Yeah, you really, you really felt for him, and this is—he's one of the few
2: droids they've done recently who's not like a sarcastic. Exactly, you know, it's a real emotional Mm -hmm. kind of B two emo. They they nailed it with the name. Um, Yeah, man. But you know, seeing like the loss and how people. People in the galaxy care for him. You mm-hmm. can't help but feel
1: that too. Yeah, man, and like uh everybody's just real cool with him and stuff. And I get the I get the feeling that B two is a very old droid, right? Like, mm-hmm. like he is a super predecessor to the regular astromech or something. Like he's got his own little charging station. He doesn't fit together right. If you notice, like R- when he uncurls, like there's parts that it- don't fit together right and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they've kind of said how, he you know, he just can't power up normally anymore and lying yeah. takes
2: all that power. Yeah,
1: so there's something. Uh, well, it's the one time where I was like, damn, I wish Sphero was still making those expensive-ass little droids. Oh, uh, like remote control ones? Yeah, I'd get yeah. one, run them around the house once and be like, on the shelf you go, B2. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: well,
2: that, that type of thing, I don't think that would be as involved as, like, the BB-8 no where you need like the gyroscope yeah and, this and that
1: yeah and and those things defense they're all very cool i have a bva r2 d2 and they're both very cool mm-hmm. um man <laughs> you know what's funny is like can you imagine i'm trying to i've tried to sit here and think like what would i have thought about this as a kid right who was just sort of getting into star wars if I sat down and watched this, would I be like, what's going on here? Why is this like, you know, that's interesting to think. Like, because as a kid, I could have watched Obi-Wan. I could have watched Mandalorian, you know, gotten the basics of it at least.
2: Yeah, that is a great question. I I tried getting into Star, or Star Trek when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I, it didn't work like, you know around 10, but again when I was in high school, I tried again and then it took. Certain things took. Right. You know, I, I wasn't into everything. Um but this I would like to think that I saw enough Star Wars in it and there was enough action in it to keep me interested. Yeah. Um it definitely when I was when I was in high school, it would have been my thing because oh, I yeah. you know, reading the role playing game guides mm. and having all that background younger though my eyes might have glazed over during some of the deeper conversations
1: but like the jailbreak and yeah the the heist and yeah the ship stuff like you know it's interesting that you bring up those role-playing guides because to me Mm -hmm. this show is kind of set up like the best star wars role-playing campaign game you ever played right like yeah, uh, like Robbo is really on his shit and just nailing writing the campaign because it is like you have your your first you know little story and then you have mm-hmm. a heist and then a prison break those are like tabletop role playing standards <laughs> you know right. what I mean you're going to go steal something you got to break out of somewhere mm-hmm. um, it's yeah, really just, cool who,
2: who knows I mean, I think it's right now it's looking like it lines up to okay Cassian goes back to Ferex and yeah. has to
1: you know, fight his way out, but yeah, yeah and then clearly he and Melchi meet back meet back up at some point, right? Fucking Melchi, man. the The amount of time I spent on Twitter just being like, I don't know who who is this Melchi guy they're talking about. <laughs> Steele brought up Melchi to me, and I was like, mm-hmm, yep, <laughs> Melchi. And then I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I should look into. Him. Oh, it's that guy. Okay, yeah, you got me. All right. It it is like a. a- it's not like a blink and you'll
2: miss it type thing, but you have to know Rogue One for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. Other, other, you know, I, I think if you didn't know Rogue One and you were saying, okay, what's going to happen to this character? Oh,
1: that's the guy that dies in the final episode, right? You know, uh, you know who I really can't wait to see is like Moroff and shit. You know those guys? The, oh yeah, the two aliens that are on the battle of, in the battle of Scarif. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, can't wait to see those guys. They better yeah. break them out of storage. Yeah. It's so, just a big furry outfit. So I was talking on my Patreon uh, reaction, right, and saying, like, oh, that's really cool. Those two aliens at the beginning, right, that uh, help mm-hmm. Cassian and Melchi escape. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm pretty sure those are new designs, too, but probably not. I, I, I almost guarantee when I post this episode, somebody's going to message me. And sure enough, Rick Villanueva messaged me and was like, yep. One of those was an unused alien from Rogue One and sent me a picture of the guy. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. Man, they don't, they don't let anything go to waste. No. And you wonder shouldn't. If that, yeah, if that was one of, like, Tony Gilroy's favorites or something like that. Could have been, right? Yeah. I just want to be there, like, you know, they get the idea together, and then they're like, all right, Tony, why don't you come by the prop department? We'll show you what we got in storage while he goes through and picks it. Like, mm-hmm. I always like that scene in the, uh, the beginning documentary. Where George mm. Lucas is looking at all the maquettes and different mm-hmm. options for different aliens and going through and picking them and stuff. Somehow he yeah. saw that ki mundi one and he said, "That's it. I need to make that guy a star." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I got big ideas for this guy. Uh, this guy. If you don't mind me, I got to go retype a script and boss." <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, the original version of the Phantom Menace, the council was just Yoda, Mace, and Ma- ki
1: Oh, he was one of the no, the uh, the original three. Yeah, it was and just isn't the three. The, of- doesn't the final battle with like Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and Darth Maul take place like out in the open, and they're they're like fighting to? Uh, he Maul's trying to turn off some sort of shield, and they're trying to. I defend it or something. I remember something about that. I have to reread that because it's it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I forget. I forget. Man, you know what trips me out is every time I I reread the, like, original version of A New Hope's novelization by old Mm -hmm. Alan Dean Foster, how there's a straight-up Mace Windu reference in the first few pages or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, that was –
2: George used Mace's name in, like, his original Mm -hmm. story treatment. Yeah. Which, like,
1: there's, like, this really weird run-on sentence that makes no sense. And – there's this whole sp- uh, in the in the Star Wars. There's this whole part where, like, somebody's talking shit to Obi wan and he like mm-hmm. slams his arm down on the table to show that he's part android and he's all fucked up. And they cuss. They say like shit and yeah. stuff in the script. George. Yeah. George was up playing late. Uh, George was up late playing with his worm on that one. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> man, that was a tangent. Yeah. Um. So. Do you think Bix gave up Krieger? Do you think she was like, yeah, that's the guy? Or do you think she was like, no, that's not him?
2: I don't know. I think she did.
1: Yeah. What, what has she got to lose? Right. Oh, someone. Uh, another thing. I... Saw being so damn paranoid in Rogue One makes a ton of sense now. It you does. You know what I mean? Like, he is so paranoid in Rogue One. And I see why. Like, Luthen fucks with that poor dude. Mm. <laughs>
2: I wonder if, uh, if, if I'm guessing, Saw didn't have the Borgullet
1: at this point because if he did, Lou, he would have hooked up Luthen. Oh yeah, right away. Do you think we'll see? Uh, do you think we'll see Saw get all messed up in maybe season two? I wonder what they're saving it for. Yeah, because like clearly between now and um, Rogue One, he's in much worse condition, right? Like when- he's got the breathing apparatus and.
2: My question, and you got me thinking about this now. When, because he appears in in episodes of Rebels. Yes, he does. In some of the other seasons, and he's still pretty normal. They go, they see him on Geonosis,
1: Mm -hmm. and then they see him later on, that big piece of Kyber. Right, and there's all one of those episodes. Mon Mothma is in as well, right? It's where she announces she's leaving the Senate because of the Gorm massacre. Doesn't that happen in Rebels? Okay, that happens in Rebels season two. In the final season, the Rebels are on Endor. Mon
2: Mothma is there, and then Saw does that like big broadcast, like I'm fucking with you, Mon Mothma. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, but I think even in that, he's normal. I I feel like, and I could be totally making this up. But I think at one point, Pablo or someone said that Saw is messed up because of ge- exposure to like the toxins they used on Geonosis. Oh, so it's like a slow
1: thing. He's yeah. Got mesothem- yes. or whatever that is. Yes. He needs a good lawyer. He does. But that's why he does like the breathing. Mm-hmm. That makes thing. sense. That makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And right. if it. Yeah. But you would have to wonder like, okay, are they
1: going to. Are they saving that for something? Yeah, they might. I mean, you have to imagine he's going to continue to show up next season. And at some yeah. point, he's going to have like a serious break with the main sort of uh, uh, squad of the Rebellion, right? Because they are yeah. not working together in Rogue One. Right. Um, so something's going to go down. Yeah. Do you think we'll see them? Um, do you think we'll see Krieger attack and get wiped out next episode? That's a really
2: good question. Um, You know, I was wondering because we saw like the picture of Krieger Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to set this up. But the actor who they used tweeted something like Mm -hmm. tweeted something about, but he
1: didn't say that he was in any other episodes. That's a good point that that's solid evidence. Well, and it might be a little weird right like yeah just for the writing and flow of the show like you see this hologram of a guy and then like he's going to be what what would have to be probably a pretty big sequence in the next episode so they'll probably just mention it it'll happen off screen my 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 question
2: is with the the isb and their planned trap are they planning
1: on killing or capturing and questioning oh that's i don't know you would think it would be preferable if they captured him
2: yeah and what's his name um luthan might not want that right right depending on how much krieger knows about Luthen.
1: yeah see that's the thing i don't i don't think Luthen makes it out of this series right yeah yeah i don't think he does
2: (laughs) I'd, I'd love it if he, if he, if he did, but I don't, I, I don't would like so. if, if
1: they did like a 10 years later after the like last episode and Luthan's just chilling out in the new Republic, relaxing, you know, right, he's on uh, Endor. Yeah, at the, at the yep. barbecue playing, playing on one of those, uh, stormtrooper heads. Yeah. My only friends are ghosts. <laughs> and Luke's like, I hear you, buddy. <laughs> hey man, let's, uh, you want to do some voicemails and some emails? Of course, right. Yeah. Let me uh, share this. Okay. And like, I listened to it, and it was really good, so. Thank you so much, Jeff Smith. Thank you.
5: That's like
2: that's like the Blue Harvest version of uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but is it Niamos, Yeah. The song. I don't know what that is. Oh, so okay. The you know the um, I, I I know this because I I bought the soundtrack. But that song that's playing in the nightclub at the in the very first scene. Oh. Okay. That is the same song that plays but like it's a different version of it Mm -hmm. the the melody is the same it's um the same song that plays when they do the flyover their very first time on the beach planet and then you also hear a third version of it in mon mothma's during mon mothma's party
1: that's cool that's really cool
2: so it's nyamos i
1: I think that's how it's pronounced but it's all different versions of it that's really cool take that david collins get fucked (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey if you want to send in a hey peace and love to david collins that was a little aggressive if you guys want to send in a voicemail or email uh blue at gmail.com we got a first timer so it's from our buddy florian all the way in germany he says hello halls and will i finally did it i made a voicemail i know you don't know me that's okay thanks for all you do have fun and greetings from Helgenberg, Germany. Florian, or Phlox, if you like. My friends used to call me that in Star Wars The Old Republic. Whoa, he's speaking my language.
0: Hello, Haws and Will. Yeah, I know. Who is this strange new guy leaving a voicemail? Well, I found you through myweirdfoot.com. And, man, those Star Wars movies you always talk about sure have some weird feet in them. I love it. I mean, have you seen... Max Rebo's feet from Regal Robot? Sheesh. So yeah, I've been listening for a few years now and just wanted to. Thank you for the podcast. About a year ago, my wife and I bought an old house and we have been renovating it ever since. Well, most of it is actually quite done now, so I'm just trying to keep it clean, if you know what I mean. I always listen to podcasts while doing any chores, but I'm always the most excited when I have a new episode of Blue Harvest to listen to. So after all this time, where I really got to know you guys, I thought I'll introduce myself. My name is Florian, I'm 35 years old, born and raised in Vienna, and right now I live in a tiny town in Germany with my wife and daughter. My daughter was born in 2016, and her name is Emilia Ray. I'm glad we didn't call her Daenerys or something. I'm telling you all this to let you know how far your podcast travels around the world. I mean, we live so much apart and have completely different lives. And still, we found each other. Isn't that romantic? Anyway, thanks for all that you do. I personally don't have any friends that are into Star Wars as much as I am. So having this podcast is just awesome and makes me feel part of, well, something. And um, yeah, thanks for listening to and answering all the voicemails, that's that's really special, really cool. Oh, and Will, um, congratulations on your third child. I hope you get some sleep anytime soon. So, yeah, um, that was basically... What? Should I ask you this really? Horst, one more thing. Um, I'll put it here at the end so you can cut it out if you want. Um, I, I know your mom is listening, uh, but uh, my wife keeps asking me and... It might be, well, actually, it's the main reason why I made this voicemail. But uh, it's a real issue, and we could really use your help. So um, where did you get your dick reduction done? Uh, If you could get me the the name of the doctor or or a number or anything, that that would be sweet. I mean, uh, maybe I could combine it with a celebration visit or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, anyway, thanks. Bye.
1: Florian, first off, buddy. You've respected the bits, <laughs> plural. You, I don't think I didn't catch all the little references you tossed in there, my dude. Well done. Listen, listen. I don't think, uh, you know what? Star Wars Celebration is so busy, there's so much going on, I don't think you want to have a major penile surgery and <laughs> then go to a celebration, you know? There's a lot of walking. A lot of walking. A lot of walking. Um, but now, look, buddy, you said you don't have a lot of friends that are in the Star Wars as much as you are. You do now we're all your buddies man that dude really crammed in some references they just yeah that was that was very well crafted i I am impressed and and by the way uh congrats to florian on marrying one of the teachers from the peanuts cartoons (laughs) big fan big fan really florian thanks for writing him buddy he got i mean even from the the old republic reference in the body of the email Mm -hmm. yeah next up we have one from our buddy sean hoffman he says he has theories
5: hello again blue harvest family will hawes moisture farmers fellow soulmates first i'd like to
1: what no oh no no okay this is a hall's fault
5: Hello again, Blue Harvest family. Will, Hawes, Moisture Farmers, fellow soulmates. First, I'd like to congratulate Will and family on the newest edition. You're killing it at being the best dad that ever dadded. Next, I've been thinking a lot about something that happened in Andor, and I wanted to share my thoughts. Um, I I know it's probably a bit long, but I prepared a, a 12-page thesis on what I think Senta did. Or maybe did not do to that family um, to help keep it as, as tight as possible. Uh, I'll just, I'll just jump straight into it. Uh, basically, I think Senta. This man is
1: running uh, a huge bit on my Sorry ass. about
5: that. I lost connection and I, uh, I want to keep it short. So I'll save my thoughts for another time. Uh, I just wanted to say, keep up the good work. We all enjoy rafting down Bit River and the hilarious life stories. And as always, uh, keep it clean and enjoy the green, fellas. Until next time.
1: It sure looks like there's a whole lot more it, to this voicemail, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, it does.
1: Is there a, is there a hidden, is this like in the it's 90s a, when every band song? put a secret song way after the last one? <laughs> yeah. We got to find out. No, just oh. four minutes and 51 seconds of silence at the end. Interesting. Man, Sean <laughs> Respect with, the bit. He respected the bit, man. I, you know what, bits beget, beget, uh, will beget bits, I don't know. <laughs> hey, speaking of bits, um, and I'm not doing this because I feel like I was guilted into it, by the way, <laughs> but congrats to our buddies over at the Bad Motivators on 300 episodes. How how did I know that was what you were going to uh, t-
2: to talk about there? But yeah,
1: um, Eric and Luke do a great job every week, and yeah, man, yeah. I mean, look, bits are bits, but like I really do like those dudes. Like I think everybody knows I'm just messing around. So mm-hmm. I just pulled this up. I had to do some uh, some CSI on this audio file that Sean sent me. So here's the bulk of the you know the voicemail one thirty right, and then there's silence. But you see this right at the end yeah what is that we're gonna oh, find no. out together okay huh. it's just a clip of me going okay <laughs> sean man you're messing with me It's it feels like a puzzle Yeah, I know. It feels like one of those lost ARGs. You remember those?
2: Yes. (laughs) You know, like, like, go back through all of his other emails, and there's probably, like, different random words at the end of each one.
1: Oh, my goodness. You're probably right. Or we play that voicemail backwards, and there's, like, you know, like in the 80s during the Satanic Panic when they would be like, if you play (laughs) Ozzy Osbourne backwards, it tells you to sell your soul to Satan. Hold on. We got to see we're going to do this. It's going to sound real <laughs> fucked up too. How do you can you do that in this? I don't know. Let's see. Um there is there is a way to do it. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Is it invert? that might be it yeah under um effect yeah, i just say, pulled up audacity Logan on my computer.
5: blue Har-
1: no it's not oh. invert weird huh i mean i don't need to sit here and try to do this all day but damn i, I thought it would be a funny funny bit and, and look at this sean's still getting me
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's just not a reverse how am i supposed to find um, subliminal messages
2: control a okay and to choose the whole thing, and then under Effect,
1: uh-huh. reverse. Oh, um, hold on, my my menu looks different. Yeah, yeah, it's this. This is a newer version that I download when I got my damn. There it is, reverse. Okay.
5: Oh boy, let's see what dark secrets lie. Here we go. Now it's kind of listening. So I've never the any because it was that night cereal high real Yes i I heard it. He just told uh, me to yeah. go
1: spend eight bucks and
2: get verified on Twitter.
1: Sean, you techno bro. Oh my goodness. Are you working for Elon. He sure is. That's that's his new job. Man, Sean, look at you. <laughs> all right next up we got a voicemail from josh
3: hello there Hawz and possibly will our special guest um <clears throat> hope you guys are doing well um first off uh congratulations to will and family on the birth of the new baby uh best of luck getting through those uh um little baby uh times the lack of sleep and i whoo I, I could not do that again. Kudos to you, Will, and your wife, um, um, given another, uh, go. Uh, second of all, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. So if I sound a bit like the squeaky voice team from the Simpsons, that's why. A third of all, I have a couple questions. Um, one, uh, the first one is about, um, episode 11. So Hawes and special guest, um, How do you think Andor got into that hotel room uh, to get his money back? Did he break in, or did he hook up with the aliens to try to sneak (laughs) his way in, and then did a little um, did a little um, did a little love and run kind of kind of deal once he got the money? Uh, I don't know. Um, What do you think about that? Uh, Number two. So we're heading to the big uh, showdown, big throwdown on Ferex. Um, seems like a lot of characters are converging there. I think we're going to have Andor there. I think we're going to have Vel there. We got the ISB there. Cyril's going to be there. Um, probably not Luthan, um, but um, anybody else is on the table. So who do you think is not going to make it out um, of the people we know who are probably going to be there? Um top on my list. I don't think Sinta's making it out. Um, I think when Andor gets there, Sinta's going to find him and Sinta's going to try and kill him. Um, and then, so somebody has to kill Sinta. Um, and I think it could be Andor or it could be Vel. Um, I think it's probably going to be Vel, uh, because that seems to be the most heartbreaking possible choice to make. And this seems like a show that would make that kind of choice. So, uh, what do you guys think? Um, who's making it out and who's not? Um, anyway, love the podcast again. Congrats to Will and family and may the force be with you. Buddy, that's brutal.
1: That is brutal. Vel will having to kill Santa. Well, I don't know, man. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I guess I didn't really consider anybody not making it out this season, but it's, it, it is probably pretty likely, you know, that they don't.
2: Yeah, I don't that, that would be that would be a Luthan move. Mm-hmm. Luthan would do that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I don't I don't know Vel and Sinticut. About about the other question, I don't know if um Cassian hooked up with him. Maybe he was like, "Hey Melshi, I can get us a <laughs> lot can... of money and a gun. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and a few guns. He's like, hey, but man, I
1: need you to do something. I really need you to take one for the team." Yeah. Okay. There's a couple of squid faces over there, right? That's what the yep. Kenner, call, Kenner toy would <laughs> be called, right? Yeah. Um, I kind of need you to like see if you can't get a little menage what going on. Tire him out. I'll go in there and get you. I think you might be right, King Tom. That's why yeah. Melshi was like, we got to split up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this I anymore. never want to see you again. I never want to see you again. I don't know. I'll say something real cool about letting everybody know what's going on, and then I am out of here, my dude. I yeah. get up to some weird shit around you, Cassian. <laughs> um, That's a good question, though, how he we, how we got in. Like, do they have, you know, hotel keys, security? Right. Uh, man. So I, I haven't asked you, King Tom, do you think Senta killed that family? I think so. Yeah. I think she did. Um, I am more
2: curious about how she got off the planet but I think she killed that family.
1: Yeah, getting off the planet is also interesting, considering like so we see her briefly, right? Right, um, Aldani, and it's the scene with the star destroyer showing up and stuff. Um, mm. And then next thing we know, she's off. So she—well, right. who knows? And I thought they said they were questioning like every imperial, imperial per, all the imperial personnel who were on the planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh I you know who I think will die? Uh uh old fucking brass balls that called so uh, oh. that guy. Yeah. I think he'll get in the mix, he'll die, that'll be fine. I yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I thought I thought for a minute you were meaning brazo, Oh no, not brass balls, yeah. b ball, yeah. No, I think Brasso. Ooh, I'd be real bummed. That, that would be rough. Yeah, man. is a good guy, man. He is. He is. <sighs> Oh, if they kill Bix, I'll be bummed. I'll be real bummed if they kill Bix. I uh, yeah, I would be too. Um All right, we got one for uh, this is an email from Utah Dougie. Utah. Haws and Will. Love popping in on the Twitch streams when I can. Thanks for the shout outs. I'm glad they make people happy. What dark side villain would you like to see in any future movies or series? Either pull from the books or create your own? Ooh, King Tom, what's your answer to that? Um, mine would be um if, if, if this is from the, and I think Hawes
2: might know who this is going to be. This mm-hmm. is from the old Marvel comic series. Shira Breech slash Lumia. Lumia. Yeah. Um, she was originally a spy for Darth Vader in the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, who made the rest of the Rebellion think Luke Skywalker killed her. Uh, but she was in an accident. And then she came back after Return of the Jedi as like the Dark Lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a force user, had a light whip she was really cool. I think that's a, a, they don't have to do everything the same way, but they could make a, you know, a a spy in the rebellion who turns out to be a non Sith dark side user who Mm -hmm.
1: causes Luke some problems. I think that could be a cool story. Um, yeah, I think that could be real cool. And you Mm -hmm. know what? It it, it was one of the first, you know, so much credit is given to, and rightfully so, to, um, you know, the Heir to the Empire books, right, Mm -hmm. for being the sequel to Star Wars. But those Marvel comics, they gave it a shot, man. Yeah. They gave it a shot after continuing that story, and that was a pretty cool way, I think. And then didn't they bring her back in the EU later, too?
2: Yes, they they did later on. She she taught one of the solo kids and turned him to the dark side or something like that. Yeah. Um, And she had a really cool design. I think at one point they made a toy of her. Um, But, yeah, the the marvel series like you said it, it was the the first eu really because they were telling new sto- new stories right after the um the original star wars run ended and they didn't stop until like
1: 1985 86 or so mhm mhm yep <clears throat> and there's some interesting stuff in there there is some real interesting stuff i think it's i don't think it's post return of the jedi but there's that one issue of the original star wars marvel run that's a flashback to Obi-Wan. Yep. When he's yeah. on like the the space cruise ship and stuff. During the cl- mm-hmm. I think they even say it was during the Clone Wars, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And I think I think that came out before Empire. Yeah, I, I think, think it did too. Um yep. I actually have that single issue because I thought it was so neat, I tracked it down. And I remember there was like a whole like underwater race of fish bullies. Do you remember that storyline?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um they were
2: yeah, that's a, that's probably the best way to describe them. They were these underwater people like mm-hmm. you know, from Atlantis or whatever. They couldn't survive outside of the water, but um the rebels ended up on the planet Iskalon. I think that was it a few yep. times. Mm-hmm. And cuz the empire was doing stuff there and one of and this this story was after Jedi, one of them showed some like kind of force aptitude.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And kind of became a student of luke's yep uh, that's that's exactly the very first star wars comic i ever re- ever read was with that character in it it mm-hmm. might have been when they introduced him or something but yeah uh, I, I, I remember do you remember like so back pre-comic book store granted you might have been in an area that had comic book stores earlier than i did you know down mm-hmm. in mississippi But, like, the place you went to get comics was gas stations, and they had a spinner rack in there. Like, I got Mm -hmm. X-Force number one at a gas station, stuff like that. And I remember we were on a road trip, and I went into a gas station, and they had, like, one of those, like, Mylar cellophane bags that had three comics in it. And it said, like, three comics for a dollar, and I was like, jackpot. Mm -hmm. You couldn't even Mm -hmm. see what they were. One of right. them was a Star Wars comic, and that was my first realization. There were Star Wars comics. Hmm. And I was like, holy shit, it's not Lifesaver, it's Life Sabre. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
2: we had them in, in convenience stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I ever
1: saw the three packs with Star Wars comics. I would get the three packs with G.I. Joe comics. Uh, yep, I remember those too. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't even three Star Wars comics. It was three random uh, okay. comics. Like random like, things? Like almost like at the gas station. They were like, I don't know. We got to get rid of some of these comics. Right. Um, well, they um, there was a whole deal
2: with non-comic book store places. They would – anything they you – know, you know how comic books have the month yep. on the front? Anything they didn't sell by that month – went back to the publisher, and they got a credit for future purchases. Yep. My um, grand – Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my So my grandfather knew someone who worked at a magazine distribution place or whatever, mm-hmm. and every now and then the guy would just give him like a stack of magazines and comic books. Oh,
1: that's awesome.
2: And I would always get the comic books.
1: So uh, a similar story, they used to do that same thing at Kmart. That used to be Kmart's oh. – qu- policy when kmart had comics and books like if a book had been on the shelf like a paperback for a certain amount of time and Mm -hmm. they did this with comics too it's crazy to think about but they would tear the cover off and send that into the publisher for some sort of refund right buddy i had a lot of comics with torn off covers because my grandmother was the stock lady at kmart she was like here's a big stack of comics i got to read a lot it sucks Mm -hmm. that all the covers were missing but yeah yeah all right we got a voicemail from uh intercontinental tom the meeting of the hmm. two toms
4: yeah and awesome, will this is tom now in australia i've done the move that's why i've been off the air for a while um but i'm here on the gold coast it's beautiful and excellent you know what else is beautiful and or just incredible every episode has been a, just a total knockout Um, Today's episode, again, like every single um, storyline was super good. Um, Ander and Melshi in the beginning with those wacky guys, loved them. Um, Cyril getting the call from, um, what's his name, Sergeant Mosk, great to have him back. Eli loved Musk. it <laughs> um, Mon Mothma and Vel, some heartbreaking stuff really interesting about you know her her daughter kind of becoming religious isn't that that's I mean so much de- cool detail there and that just I mean B2's reaction to the the passing of Marva so sad. I mean Bix her scene incredible, I, I mean, come on, incredible stuff, uh, Luthen and Saw Guerrera, Luthen and the Imperial, um, you know, craft, whatever you call that, uh, like, uh, where do you start, it's just all amazing, I really feel like I feel like Christmas comes every Wednesday. <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah, absolutely loving it. So, um, two questions. Number one, Bix does we don't... What
1: happened?
2: Is this like the day of goofy voicemails or something? No,
1: I think that's a, I think that's a legitimate me mess up. Oh. I think I messed that up. No. And we'll- hey, buddy, we love
4: you. We love you. We're going to get back to where you were. Does We don't see her answer. Okay. We don't see her say that that's not who she's been um, selling the gear to. What's going on there? Now, I guess we will get to that in the next episode. But what do you think? Is she trying to figure out whether um, it would be better to say yeah that's him and then have them go after the wrong guy and maybe save her you know her guy in a way or um yeah I, i'm just what do you think is going on there maybe you've already discussed it but uh the other question so there's a line from um from the uh trailer where Luther says you know call it what you will and Saul says let's call it war What's your reading of that line? Is it like... Okay, I have to... Like, if we're going to keep our eyes on the prize here, play the long game, as Luthen said, then we have to let Anto Krieger and his crew go down. Um, Because this is a war and sacrifices have to be made. Or is it more like... I'm... I'm not going to play... We're not going to play the, um, you know, the working kind of behind the... Not behind the scenes, but, you know, the like chipping away at the Empire anymore. This It's time to declare open warfare and that means he's going to go for it. The, his gang is going to try to back up Anto Krieger. Wow, I hope that's it actually. Mm. Anyway... <laughs> guys loving the show every single week it's uh such a pleasure and uh hope you're all doing all right this is hmm which kind
1: of- okay i think that was the legitimate end of the voicemail oh my goodness thank you intercontinental tom man Tom down under tom down under <laughs> man i'm glad you're i'm glad you got that move taken care of buddy that has to be a process right that's quite the move oh yeah Um, what do you think? So uh, the way that guy said to Bix, like, we're going to ask you a question. And if there's any doubt that you're being honest, we're going to go get the old psycho ass doctor back in here. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like is Bix in the emotional state to try and mislead them i don't know because she's it's clearly still affecting her right the sort of psychological torture they put her under
2: yeah she's i and i think that she's gonna be in that mindset for a long time you know she did the whole pause and sigh which could be read
1: as a i shouldn't give up you know if if she's faking
2: i shouldn't give them up but i have to
1: yeah, I mean, look, I think that I think it, I'd like to think that I could, you know, muster it to to send them the wrong way, but like, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Who knows? I mean, we we know she doesn't know, but we know Krieger's dead anyway. Right. Right. She doesn't know that. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um and also, I if I was her, I might be kind of pissed that like I'm getting all this shit and nobody's like coming to do anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey man, I did a lot of work for you. I got a lot of stuff done. You're not helping me out. Cassian's gone. You know, Mm -hmm. I think she'd have a a right to be a little pissed off too. So, um, was that line he was talking about being in the trailer? Has that been in an episode yet? I thought it was in this last week's episode. I I think it might've been the one that came out this week. Yeah, I was just gonna make a if it didn't show up, um, I was gonna make a joke that like, damn, they have stuff in the the Andor trailer that's not in the final product, just like Rogue One. It wouldn't be the first time. Man, you go back and watch those Rogue One trailers. Yeah. Oh, they are something. <laughs> yeah. Man, I th- I think he's right on both of his ideas about what.
2: I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think it could be both. Mm-hmm. Where you know we're not we're not messing around anymore
1: mm-hmm.
2: people are going to die
1: and this is real mm-hmm. i think you're right Like <sighs> see like all this stuff like the fact that luthan is willing to sacrifice an entire rebel rebel cell mm-hmm. like kind of just reinforces to me that Sin to kill those people that's the the tone and the version of the star Wars universe we're at in this show. Like the, the good guys have to do messed up stuff or choose yeah. to do messed up stuff. Yeah. Um. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to be it for voicemails and emails this week. Thanks so much for coming on, buddy. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no, it was, it's always
2: great talking star Wars with you. And yeah. you know, I just, I just, I haven't said this, but congratulations. Will Uh. it's three is a oh. lot. And you know, I'm sure he's going to be just as great with three as he was with two.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he is. I'm sure it's just a bit of an adjustment. So listen, um, he sent me a text while we were confu- uh, recording. He said, give my best to King Tom. Oh. This last episode of Andor was awesome. So sad for the Android B ba- and so fucking kick ass to see all the ball and shit on Luthen's ship. That's some killer ordinance on that ship probably collected from ages of old tech as well as his droid navigator. I feel like the Alderaan merchant code will play into something with Bail Organa. Mm. I said, oh, look at him. Will Will was like, I think they're talking about Jimmy Schmitz. (laughs) I got to (laughs) fire off a text. (laughs) Um, King Tom, buddy, tell everybody where they can find you.
2: Well, um, you know, while Twitter's still around, you can Mm. find me on Twitter at Tom Chansky. I also signed up for uh, Mastodon, if anyone uses that. Also Tom Chansky over there. I don't know how to use it yet. Um, but, and then every week you can listen to me on the Sith list. I do, um, and I do Patreon shows for the Sith list, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and the Bad Motivators. And we just launched, um, Rashad, Luke, and I, if you don't mind me giving a little plug. Go for it. Um, you know, we finished up with the Beatles and we're going back to our roots and going through a comic series and we decided to do issue by issue House of X, Powers of Ten.
1: Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and Luke Hell has yeah. not,
2: Luke has not read either series
1: oh buddy he's in for such a mind fuck yeah so we we,
2: and we just did the first issue this week
1: that's awesome i can't wait to check that out that's really cool so yeah go check out any of those patreons you can hear me and king tom talking about star wars video games on the blue harvest patreon we're going to get one of those recorded sometime soon i'm slowly but surely playing through that game yeah i've been Um, i've been
2: i I got spider-man so i've been playing a lot of that
1: oh how's that um, going by the way
2: it's, it's a lot of fun. I like to, like, build up experience mm-hmm. before I take on the story. You do. Uh, that's exactly how I play it. Yeah. Um, and, I'm like, I'm running out of, you know, backpacks and picture locations. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, see, that's the cool thing is, mm-hmm. like, each little chunk of story that you complete will then open up new side things to do. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you'll have, okay. like, um, combat challenges. Like, you'll start running into Taskmaster. And shit and i'm oh, okay. fucking around with him and then there's like um sort of stunt courses you can do with the the web swinging and then there's something mm-hmm. with harry osborne but like he's not there it's like audio recordings oh. um okay. but yeah once you, like if you run out of side stuff do a story mission or two boom more side stuff
2: it's it's a lot of fun yeah. and i
1: you know they do they did a great
2: job with new york city um, right. And it's it's a lot of fun to swing through.
1: They did such a, I think that is one of the best licensed games I've ever played. Is that I it? think so. And and you should definitely follow it up with Miles Morales. I don't know if that's available for the PC yet. Not yet. It's coming out. Okay. I had, I think maybe even this month it comes out for PC. Oh, okay. It's much shorter, but mm-hmm. it's very, very good. And it okay. sets up for the second one. So okay. nice. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening to Jabber about some Star Wars. Go te- check out King Tom Everywhere. You guys should be doing that. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week for the Andor season finale. So until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Hal's Burkhart. May the Force be with you.
3: May the
2: Force be with us.